Wellness Force Radio. Feelings are essential, but they can't dictate our actions. We literally infect each other with our emotions. We came here for a special purpose. Let the purpose unveil itself. Knowing without doing the same thing as not knowing. They're not just trackers. I'm going to wear this and it's going to help me do the right thing. Wellness Force Radio, episode 141 with Dr. Dan Lord. These are like the, the baseline requirements of knowledge that every human needs to have. And so within our continuum of care, our back school is absolutely a vital piece in order to deliver that education and get people to move consciously. A lot of this is preventable. And so I think if you can get that point across and educate people and then create habits around it. What's up, my friend? It's your host, Josh Trent, and welcome back to another episode for your weekly access to global experts in all things wellness as we discover the physical and emotional intelligence we need to live life well. Welcome back for episode 141. Today on the show, we are learning from Dr. Dan Lord live from the Rockstock event with IntelliSkin for the continuation of our Stand Tall series. And in this conversation, we're uncovering how the fee-for-service medical system is far from what's best for the patient and what's possible with the use of exponential technology and high-level concierge medical practice. Dr. Dan Lord is the Physical Medicine Senior Program Manager at Crossover Health, a next-generation healthcare organization that uses a membership-based approach to fundamentally change the way healthcare is practiced, delivered, and experienced. You know, I feel really fortunate to have Dr. Dan on the podcast to uncover this new paradigm that we talked about last week with Chris Cresser of healthcare. What's changing is what Dan calls the continuum of care that takes patients through an integrated wellness routine and provides those tools, the education, and honestly, the strategies to make this long-term behavior change and goals a reality. Now, in this show, you're going to learn how Crossover Health is using tech to connect patients outside the four walls of clinics. Also provide the health and that behavioral coaching necessary to empower people to take control of their own health destiny. This is where we really get to focus on integrative wellness and with these patient results that are for the long term. I know this conversation is going to spark your interest where we learn about how to reduce the use of pain medications with movement-based therapies, ergonomics, breathing techniques, and more. Also how movement breaks can up-level your health and how we can move as a country from this model of reactive sick care to proactive health care. And it's about time. All right, no further waiting. Let's step in with Dr. Dan Lord live at Rockstock. Now, what's your expertise as far as your contribution to this wellness movement space? Tim told me a little bit about what you do with Crossover Health. Tell us about Crossover Health, man. What is yeah, that? Yeah, so I'm excited about it. Um, it's always cool to come to these places and learn from the best of the best. I think my small, very small contribution is how did we create a business model um, in order to actually provide this type of care, this movement-based functional treatment everybody's talking about? Because I think the kind of the elephant in the room is in order to do good work, you need time with your patient. Yeah, You, you can't go and, and go deep and, and do thorough work in 10 or 15 minutes. You can barely get to know the person in that way. Like, sure. you know, tie your shoes and it's already like five minutes right there, right? So, yeah. you know, I think what Crossover has done and I think the, the sweet spot of, I think, where we get it right is, is our business model in that we're outside of the fee-for-service world. We're outside of the insurance world. Um, Crossover directly contracts with companies who are like-minded, who are forward-thinking, 
and we contract with them based on performance instead of here's how many services we're going to provide. Yeah. Right. Bill us for these, these CPT codes, which by the way, have nothing to do with the patient, right? It's just a game to figure out how to get paid. We're throwing that totally aside and saying, instead of CPT codes, like by, I haven't written a CPT code in five years, which is amazing, right? Like that's Tell me about these CPT codes. Right. You said it's kind of like a game almost. Right, exactly. So if you go down to a Cairo or PT down the street who takes your insurance, the way that PT or Cairo gets paid is billing the insurance company via these CPT codes. And they're time-based. So if you do ice or muscle stim or other passive modality or therapeutic exercise, they're all matched to a code that pays you dollars, right? The problem with that is the more CPT codes you bill, the more you get paid, mm. right? And and so it's not just with PT and Cairo. You can take any healthcare provider, um, primary care or an orthopedist. The more you can bill, the more you get paid oh versus... Gosh. Versus how do you get the patient better? Isn't that really what we're looking for? So you're talking about proactive care, but then a lot of these codes, they're not really compensating proactive care at all. And if your bottom line is based on how much you get reimbursed for, you're going to figure out how to get reimbursed more. And again, this is far away from what's good for the patient in status. We look at preventing imaging and preventing surgeries in secondary care. We actually think it's a good thing for people to add more conservative therapy instead of um, opioids, right? Yeah. So we work very closely with their primary care docs. I'm not giving specific opioid uh, advice, but I'm in the same clinic working shoulder to shoulder with an MD who is like-minded. And so, yeah, sometimes people need pain medication, but it's used as the bridge to get people into active care. So what types of people come in? Is there a general patient type or client type that come in to crossover? I know you do work with Facebook yeah. and other high-profile companies. Yeah. Uh, what does that look like when somebody actually comes in? Yeah. Are they broken when they come to see you or are they looking for proactive care? It's a good question. Um, so what we've built is a continuum of care that goes from, so we have physical therapists, chiropractors, and acupuncturists in the physical medicine wing of Crossover. The crossover also has primary care, health coaching, um, and, and behavioral health. How many total uh, coaches and, and doctors oh, and, and care providers? Our company is over the 400 mark right now, but that also includes you know clinical operations and marketing, all those. I yeah. think if you just look at the clinician side of the, the house, I would think we're over 200 right now. And yeah, I mean, we're working with really awesome companies. Um, I can't mention them all by name, um, sure. but you know, top companies in the Bay Area. Uh, we're in New York now. We're in Washington now. We're in Texas as well. And it's the same idea. It's the same idea. And, and so we, we've built a continuum that no matter where the patient is, that's where we meet them. So if they are broken, like so to speak, and they've got a lot of pain, they're coming in to see the PT Cairo. Yeah. Um, and I say that because I think our physical therapists and chiros are pretty close to each other as far as I would think how they so. Operate. I mean, if Facebook is trusting you with this type of care, they have to be very high caliber. Super high caliber. Yeah. So we work off the same standards. We have the same, you know, exams, um, same protocols, you know, engagement with the patient. And a lot of times we combine our, our care. So a lot of times you're seeing both the PT and Cairo based on what you need. But then also we progress them into um, classes, so back school classes. And that incorporates, 
you know, breathing techniques, hip hinging, um, some of the techniques that the foundation training guys have come up with, you know, basic strategies so people know how to help themselves. Yeah. Even go into ergonomics, the human side of ergonomics, how to take movement breaks and how to be really efficient with that. Uh, and then the next level is uh, strength and conditioning. So we're now hiring strength coaches that work out of our, our spaces. And we've got big gym spaces attached to our clinics where our PT and chiros work. This is like the dream system. I mean, I've always, for my wellness force, wanted the wellness compound yeah. where there's nutritional classes and breathing classes and movement classes yep. and strength classes. Yep. It's kind of what I feel like you guys are doing. Exactly right. So I think we're all aligned on here's the architecture of a of the perfect type of uh, you know health delivery system, but how do you make that work business wise? Yeah, right. And so it has to be outside of insurance. And and if you have a fee for service system, and the more services you provide, the more money you make. You can't do that same architecture and that type of a system that. It creates barriers, for example. There's turf battles then because then now this is my patient. Yes. If I refer you, this patient, I lose money. Man, all these things and codes and, and ways of business that the medical space is operating in, I almost feel like in a big way, it's taking away attention from the patient. How 100%. much time in initial visit 100%. does someone really need? So someone comes in, right. do they need 30 minutes with they that need, care they provider? They need an hour. They need an hour. They need an hour. Why an hour? I mean, why do they need the hour? Well, if you're going to go through a thorough exam, you're going to talk about the patient's goals, their specific goals, give them some education, do a thorough treatment, really good manual therapy. Then you take them in the gym and do a rehab session. And the rehab session isn't like three minutes, here's a stretch you can do. It's here's a program we're putting together. Yeah, That hour can prevent a lot of visits that you actually don't need in the future. Because um, you give the full scope of what that person needs, whether it's you know, here's here's some taping strategies. Yeah. You know, here's some running gate strategies. Here's how you train your core. Here's how we're going to mobilize your hip. And then here's your specific custom program. Come see me in, in a week or two weeks for a half an hour now, and we're going to check out how you've been doing. What was so, that like for you to create this? Because in my opinion, this is a very high level type program. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. What was the road for you to actually create that? I mean, you don't just start day one sure. with this type of a program. Sure. Yeah, no, it, it's evolved over time. But the the model has allowed us the freedom and space to create this because you said it before about making it about the patient that's our north star yet we can we can make it complicated but i don't really think it is if you really have your north star is the patient is your north star and then you build your business practices so that aligns with the patient so the better that patient performs the happier they are with the care they receive the faster they get better the more money i make yep right if you can build your model like that then it's easy there's no dis- there's no disagreements i don't have to sell something weird i don't have to you know get, put somebody on a plan that they don't need you don't or- have to have half your office filled with pills and powders and shakes exactly right yeah. exactly so right. so what do you think is blocking other spaces growing like yours offering this crazy insane what i believe really proactive yep. type of care level yep. what's blocking other facilities from being what crossover is right now money yeah. It's always about money, right? So I'm a Cairo, so I'll hold my hand up. There, there's negative aspects of my profession yeah. because people just do manipulation over and over again forever. And they put people on plans to do manipulation over and over again. Now, manipulation is a very powerful tool. I 
do that myself. Um, you can really take people out of pain. But it's part of a bigger wheel. But it's a it's a piece of the bigger wheel. Now, the reason why there are chiros who do manipulations over and over and over and over again is that's how they get paid. That's how they get paid. So yeah. they're going to do it over and over again, and they're going to tell their patients why they need it over and over again yeah. because yeah. that's the only way they get paid. It's about money. So if you create a, this model that's different, that's about the actual the patient getting better, then the best patient is the patient you never see again. The best patient is the patient that understands how to help themselves. They're empowered to take a role in their healthcare, and they actually understand how to do that. And you give them the guidelines to do it and the training wheels to do it. So you need that continuum of care to, to actually work for you. When you named it Crossover, were you taking them from where they are now to where they want to be? Is That's that right. why you named it Crossover? That's right. That's right. Now, I didn't know that. Right. I just guessed that. Is right. that true? Right. The, the founders of Crossover are, are visionary guys. And they see it from the primary care lens. But there's a lot of similarities. The CEO, his name's Scott Shreve. He's a, he was an emergency room uh, ER doc. And he was seeing the end stages of people not taking, taking care of themselves, where he was like, you know, all good intentions. Um, I'm going to save all these people. I'm going to fix them. But when he saw like, wow, a lot of this stuff's preventable. Yes. Something's broken. That's kind of where his motivation was to actually let's let's you know take a couple steps the other direction figure out how to prevent a lot of this stuff and it's through really good primary care it's taking time then which a lot of people have a hard time with because again there's no there's no model to make money that way yeah unless you create this other type of relationship let's shift because we have a lot of women listen to the show for women's care specifically is there a few things that are different when we look at men's care versus women care obviously they bring life into the world so that's pretty different in its own right but is there anything else from a health perspective we look at male training female training male wellness care proactively versus female proactive care definitely there's some different considerations one of the things that we have are specific classes um, for pre and postpartum um, so that's uh, obviously targeting that demographic. And we've integrated uh, a movement person, so like a physical therapist, a acupuncturist, and a health coach. And so what the, the female will get coming in, and they can come in whether they're pregnant, want to get pregnant, or postpartum, they learn about all of the different, you know, dynamic things that happen during that stage, how to bend and move properly and prevent injuries, sleep hygiene, um, nutrition, the specific nutrition that's important around that period of time. And it's been really successful. You know, it's, it's a really awesome, um, you know, just another tool to use sure. for those that, that demographic. So, so for women that are, you know, trying to conceive, there are a few things that I've seen in, you know, 200 interviews with people like yourself who are really on this cutting edge of what does it take to be well? In this modern world, is it traditionally sleep or nutrition or stress? Which one do you see the most that blocks conception? I couldn't give you a specific answer about that, but I think it really depends on the demographic of where you are. Because people geographically, that, like where you are in the United States, exactly, or, exactly. Oh. So if you look at uh, you know Silicon Valley, that profile is different than if you look at uh, where we work in Texas. Texas, we work, we work with a grocery store chain. It's really interesting. HEB is a... What a proactive grocery right. store chain. To They're work an incredible you. company. They really care about their people. Um, they go above and beyond at all times. And it's cool because we're able to see from the employees that are, you know, 
stocking the shelves and bagging the groceries all the way up to the executives. But that profile in San Antonio is much different than if you look at Silicon Valley. Um, the type A stress in Silicon Valley versus some of the you know deconditioning lifestyle things that happen yes. more often. I'm generalizing big time, of sure, course. Sure, sure. But that needs different approaches. And so I think the other thing you can do when you're not you know, just generally just billing out something is you can custom, you can customize. Yeah. So I think that's a, a huge advantage where you can customize a program for that population. What happens when they leave the facility? How do you interface the app? I mean, a lot of people, they can get inspired in a meeting with a healthcare provider, sure. but then when they leave, it's like business as usual. They go back right. to life and all their stressors that they've had. Right. So what type of external frameworks for accountability do you yeah. guys put in place to take care of these people for the long term? It's an evolving thing. It's something we're, we're looking at very closely. How do you take care of people? outside of the four walls of the clinic. Uh, I think that is going to be, you know, really who wins the game here with with these new ideas and new models yeah. is how do you take care of patients outside of your four walls? Right. You, you can you can do, all, you know, get people all dialed in when they're sitting in front of you, but that's only one hour of the day or one hour of the week. So how do you affect them all the other times? And so, you know, there's a few few ways. One is technology. So having a really good portal system, we've got an incredible tech team that's built a really uh, awesome portal tool where patients can message us at any time and we can push things to them at any time, whether it's their um, home exercise program, um, whether it's just advice or they can feed, give us feedback like, hey, this, this stretch isn't working for me. And so we can immediately correct it, give them a new stretch or, or whatever they need. What kind of tech are you using to monitor their physicality as far as like their training? Are you using a specific app? Are you using video training? Uh, because really we're talking about the future right. of proactive care here. Right. I believe you're on that bleeding edge. So yeah. what does that look like as far as tool sets for them outside? of the four walls. There's a bunch of things that we're, we're looking at. You know, one of them sitting here with uh, IntelliSkin is, is using IntelliSkin shirts. You know, that's been really successful, especially in Silicon Valley where people are into wearables, into sure. um, human performance. That's already part of the culture there. Yeah. So it's easier for them to get buy-in. And so, um, you know, for example, if, if somebody's got a lot of... Um, you know, neck pain or, or postural issues, for example. And I'm thinking of, you know, engineers that we see that are or coders. I mean, they're constantly just all day long, flexed. all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the IntelliSkin shirts have been huge for us. We um, use them prescriptively. So within a treatment plan, we'll say, hey, well, we want you to wear this, this awesome shirt a few times a day. Or like, if you're going to go into like a, a big, huge, like, you know, coding sesh. Like a marathon, like a sprint like, or something. Right, yeah. right. Um, you know, a hackathon, people call <laughs> yeah, it, right? Yeah. Wear this shirt while you, while you do it. This is going to help you, your breathing. This is going to help your posture. And it's going to make you more dynamic during the time that you're at that workstation. And then, of course, we'll give them like strategies and say, along with that, we're going to, you know, you're going to do these specific movement breaks. Sometimes we'll go to a hackathon and like lead a stretching yes. class during this whole situation. They're, they might be wearing Intelliskin shirts. They might have uh, some rock tape that just, you know, 
provide support on the back, a reminder to sit up in the right, in the right place. It's all, it's all about habits, right? How about the smart use of an app through a phone? For example, a movement snack that someone takes every hour right. and a half, every right. two hours, right. because their phone reminded them, yeah. uh, I'm wearing an aura ring, I used to wear a Fitbit. So right. we understand that technology can be this mirror of mindfulness yes. for people yes. um, to drop into their habits that they've promised themselves about. Right. Uh, are you using anything like that with patients or with yeah. these large programs? Yeah. Um, we've we've played with a lot of them. I think one of the ones that we still play with is um, Luma Lift. Have you heard of that? I have heard of. We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah, That's yeah. Luma Lift. Um, it's it's not the quite the same as a IntelliSkin shirt. Is something like it's a little badge you wear on the front and pops you back into posture, gives you a reminder. Right. And so I think also a good tool. Um, it gives you a little vibration when you're out of position. Um, you know, for some people it works really really well. I think that. We're still not there. I don't think we've seen the app or, you know, the tracker that really puts us over the edge. Like, that's what we're using. This is the gold standard. Yes. Because, you know, it's cool to see how many steps you've had. I haven't seen anything yet that's like, all right, this is a must-have. I'm with you on that. It's like it's like novelty versus results. So right. it's cool to have new technology, especially in the medical and, and even the movement and chiropractic space. Yeah. I feel like there's applications that come out every quarter. Of course. Yet the meaning, the intention behind the tool, that's really what people need more clarity on. Right. Like the tech is great and that appeals to our novelty, but right. the long-term aspect of this, I mean, I can see electronic medical records fused together with activity data, fused together with biometrics. I mean, the right. dream dashboard is coming. It's just a matter of time. Right. We, we've built a dashboard in our in our portal that looks at biometrics and also looks at um, uh, functional outcomes. Um, so we use a group called Photo, Focus on Therapeutic Outcomes, which is it's patient reported outcome measures. And it's um, and it, you throw in some fear avoidance and some other things and you get a functional score. And so that's kind of our blood pressure, right? How have you Have you really improved? It's the most objective thing that we have, right? Yeah. Um, you, you can do functional movement screen and stuff, but that can be a little bit more subjective and doesn't tell the whole story. Cause I want to know, you know, I want to know, can you bend and lift your kid without pain? Like that's sure. the importance of, yes, it's cool if you have a great squat, but what matters to people is their functional activities, right? Explain this concept of movability proprioception. I mean, we've, we've mentioned it a few times. We had Scott Ayardella on the show yeah. uh, last year, yeah. but tell people like, what does it mean to move without pain? What does that actually look like? And what is proprioception, <laughs> right? It's kind of a scientific term that, that's right. thrown out there, but um, explain right. to us like, what really the is sixth that? sixth sense. Right. Proprioception. Yes. Yes. Right. How, I mean, are you aware of your body? You know, do you know how to leverage your hips when you're lifting something and moving something? I think some athletes, this comes naturally, but you know, when you're working with populations of engineers, they're movement morons, right? Um, so you got to load your body correctly and you got to be aware of your body correctly. And so some of the systems taught here, some of the stuff that Tim talks about in Teleskin, yeah. Eric Goodman and foundation training, um, these are like the, the baseline requirements of knowledge that every human needs to have. And so within our continuum of care, our back school is absolutely a vital piece in order to deliver that education and, and get people to move consciously. Um, because a lot of this stuff's preventable, right? Yeah. A lot of this stuff's preventable. And so I think, you know, if you can get that point across and educate people and then, and then create habits around it. I think that's like the key thing. That's the and, real key. And can you, and you were talking about how does tech get involved here? How do you, you know, affect people outside of their four walls? You can find a tech or, or the, a future technology is helpful in creating better habits throughout the day 
that's where the sweet spot is. Oh, man. And, and the power of this is that we're here. We're talking about physical intelligence today. Until the skin pulls people back. There is some tech that's coming, though, that I've seen. There's some different postural girdles, actually. I saw somebody that had something on their wrist the other day, and it was meant to cool their body. Right. So you can wear something on your wrist, yeah. and it'll cool your body. And then there's another piece that you can wear where it'll tell you, like, hey, you've been slouching for this long period of time. Like, I think it was Lumo Lift you right. mentioned. Right. So we know that tech is coming, but I think you're right. There still has to be foundational training. There still right. has to be programs put in place right. where people are just being educated by a human being, right? That human-to-human yeah. connection. You have a spine program, yeah. uh, the Healthy Spine program. That's where people really get to understand what it is to have right. a fully functioning spine. Exactly. What's that program all about? We have two classes. One class is called Posture Hacks. One class is called Smooth Moves. And it's kind of cheesy, but you know we're trying to make it somewhat catchy so it's not like... like Back school doesn't sound very interesting. Right, it's like, not very sexy. School about my back. And yeah. you know, posture acts isn't that sexy either. But <laughs> Smooth moves is pretty sexy. Smooth moves. Though. And as yeah. long as you don't think it's like something for digestion, mm. <laughs> then, then we're good. Then we're <laughs> this good. This is not a class about peristalsis. No, it's yeah. not. It's not. This is about your body moving <laughs> moving smoothly in general. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's specific curriculum around these ideas. And so posture hacks is kind of like the educational part. It's the alignment aspect of this whole idea. It's the breathing aspect. Um, It's getting around your tech environment on a daily basis, whether you're at your desk with a perfect ergo setup, what happens when you go home and you're on the couch with your laptop? What happens when you're on the the shuttle, which between San Francisco in the Bay Area, all the job. I mean, there's a lot of people that work in San Francisco, but there's a, more people that work in Silicon Valley. Yep. Down where Facebook, Google, Apple, Oracle, HP, Cisco. I could keep going, right? Yep. All of those companies are right in the center of Silicon Valley, and so there's this huge migration of people up and down the peninsula because nobody wants to live in Silicon Valley. They all live in San Francisco, right? So there's a ton of huge buses and shuttles that take all these people down and they're all working on laptops sitting on a shuttle. We know there's research showing larger uh, vehicles create a vibration. And if you're bent over in a hunched position and you have that vibration from the 101, an hour and a half one way every single day, that's devastating, right? It's just, hey, it's job security for me, but sure, but sure, right? We have to create really good strategies so people avoid those positions. And we can't tell them not to work. You know, they're not going to stop. Yeah. But we can at least put them in really healthy positions and set them up for success. And so that's what, that's what these classes are all about. And then the second class, um, smooth moves is, is functional movement. It's here's how you squat properly. Here's how you hip hinge. Here's how you, uh, you know, Use your posterior chain for leverage. Um, you know, here's how you do mobility. Here's some specific mobility drills for hips, for shoulders. You you want that distal mobility. And you want proximal stability. And so it's taking people through that class and preparing them for our fitness course. So that's mm. the the last stage is strength and conditioning. And so we have certified functional strength coaches, and they are you know right in line. They they speak the same language as we do. They fit into that whole paradigm. And so, but it's that continuum where we move them. Guess what? We don't want you to come see the chiropractor forever. We're here for you, but we want you to engage in these classes. And then we want you to get into fitness, functional, you know, high intensity interval training fitness that we know is evidence informed and really can change somebody's health across the board, right? If we can get them to that point, 
now we've changed their life. And now the, bri- and the bridge impact. is step by step. I think a lot of people, they start training, like they'll go for a half marathon or a marathon right. and they'll injure themselves because they're just not progressing properly, right? right? That's why periodization exists. Yes. So for long-term care, as we wrap this conversation, I'm thinking about, we can use tech, we can use IntelliSkin, we can use smart coaching, maybe some AI and some algorithms too yes. that are yeah. based on, yeah. on habits. That's coming. It's coming. Which is coming. And I think a lot of companies are using it, especially Facebook. Yeah. Um, but what do you think is the future of this, of this, not only postural training, but just Right. body awareness training, physical right. intelligence training for the modern world as we move forward and we're more distracted by our devices than ever. I hope it is the future, right? So I hope this idea, this movement, this you know, leading edge on, on functional or, or physical medicine, I, you know, there's different words for it, but where PTs and chiropractors and strength coaches are coming together more and more of all of those different tribes are coming together into this common kind of knowledge where we know we need to train people a certain way and teach them to move a certain way to prevent injuries in the long run. We, we, we all know this. I, I hope that is the future. And I think if we, if we can figure out the business model yeah. to create it, that is where it is. Because if you can't, you know, you can have the most incredible program in the world, but if it's not funded, you're not going to have a program no matter what. Like, yeah. it, there's nothing then, right? So you have to find a way to get paid for this this knowledge or, or these these strategies. And so I think we got to step away from insurance somehow, or we have to leverage insurance in a different way. You know, Arosti's tent is over here, and there's some similarities with crossover and Arosti's physical medicine philosophies. I respect what what they're doing. Um, one of the things that they've done is they've they've contracted with insurance company for a higher rate, and they see their patients for longer periods of time and get paid for it because their outcomes are better because they're only seeing patients an average of four visits. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to see everybody in four visits. Sure. But if you were honest with yourself and you had an hour to treat a 28-year-old with back pain for the first time, how many people are you going to fix? Most of them. Most of them. Maybe two or three visits. That also opens up the door for the person that has a lot of chronicity might have comorbidities, might have a surgery, and they need to see you 30 times. That's that's also cool as long as overall you're patient-centered, right? And so if you can find a business model that supports this philosophy and this idea, it's good for the patient, it's good for the provider, it's amazing. We, we can attract the top, top talent because we want to practice this way. We want to spend time with the patient and do good work, right? It's also when for the client. Because the client saves money, we can show them. Look, here's our outcomes. We're we're super evidence informed. Your patients are getting better faster. If you look at our cohort versus the cohort down the street, we're going to prevent imaging. We're going to prevent surgeries. That's going to be a huge cost savings. So it's a win for the client. It's a win for the practitioner. It's a win for the patient. Not many situations provide a win-win-win for everybody involved. The only com- the only group that doesn't like us is insurance companies. I think we're going to have to get you in Congress, right, right? Because when I'm listening to you, I'm sold. Right. I understand the proactive model versus the reactive model. Sure. It's either spending time and money and effort and energy up front, or waiting till it compounds later right. with sickness and interest. Right. So I think you've right. done an incredible job today of really explaining the landscape. Um, so appreciate you coming on the podcast. Hey man, I appreciate it. Thanks. Tell a lot. us where we can learn more about you. It's crossoverhealth.com. Crossoverhealth.com. What are your big plans? Website? for 2018. What are you guys doing in 2018? Man, we are expanding a lot. Um, you know, we've we've got a lot of new um, clients this this past year, and we're going to be expanding into the Northeast. Um, we're always expanding in the Bay Area. That's our kind of our biggest hub. But um, New York 
is growing really fast. A lot of those companies, it, you know, West Coast, a lot of times is at the forefront with some of these ideas and it's kind of the leading edge and then it moves across the country. We opened a clinic uh, in Midtown um, and it serves some of the bigger clients or the bigger companies downtown New York. We have to, we're already booked and then like three months, we have to build at least another clinic, if not two more clinics. Yes. And it's because of this model, because we can show so much value, it's value-based care, right? Is really what it is. It's value-based care instead of fee-for-service. Mm. And, and we're showing, now we've got data that says, hey, you're going to save 20%. If, if one of your employees touches us, instead of goes down the street, you'll save 20%. And you know what's interesting is you have the data to back it up. Yep. You have the desire from people who want these services. I think it's only a matter of time before you guys grow exponentially. So yeah, thanks man. so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Hey, my friend, thank you for hanging out and growing with me on today's show. Remember to hit subscribe, share this podcast with somebody you care about that you think gets to hear this message. Support the show by leaving a five-star review for the podcast right now, simply by tapping on your show artwork on your iPhone. Click that purple link that says review this podcast. It helps the show reach more conscious and smart people like you, and your voice will attract more world-class guests that want to come on the show. So let them hear your voice. For all the downloads, videos, links, and free resources mentioned on the episode, go to wellnessforce.com forward slash radio. And while you're at my house on the web, join us in the Wellness Force community newsletter on that page and I'll send you four free guides around staying healthy with your eating, moving, and sleeping while you travel. Join a group of people like you over at the Wellness Force community Facebook page. This is where we talk about the things that really matter. We share our wins, inspirations, struggles, and a lot more. So join us, tap on the show artwork on your phone and hit that purple link that says join the Facebook group and I will welcome you at the door. Okay, now you get to go out into your world and create impact for the people that you care about. So until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.